semi-final time. Footy and Frothies, Daggy, Ollie and Barney with you to uh, look forward to some exciting football this weekend, Barney. Looking a bit tired, a bit worse for wear, but I'm going to turn your sound up. That'll help. And then you can tell us how you feel. <laughs> yeah, did about seven or eight hours driving plus all the deliveries today, so it's a little bit burnt out, but been um, spent all day thinking about who's going to win these games and changed my mind about 25 times. Mm. <laughs> we'll get to that, but I feel no, like I, actually, I feel like in a lot of these tips, I've just taken a narrative on games and like that's it. Like I'm just this is how fucking nailing my half the time. That's what you have to do, really, yeah. isn't it? But um, got a bit of a pep back in my step now. We get to talk about some footy and it's an exciting four games coming up this weekend. And you, Oliver? Well. So I know I quit <laughs> on Tuesday night, but um, after fielding some offers from, I, f- I feel the the top ten list podcast for a few lists or whatever. Uh, I thought I was going to say from like Reem. I, I sat <laughs> from what Reem hot water. Yeah, <laughs> I sat down and had to think. I went, you know what? Even though they're offering me a few thousand a week and they're on these top ten lists, we know deep in our hearts none of them are as good as footy and froffies. So I have to do what's right for society, what's right morally, <laughs> and I'm here to not talk about hot chocolate and shit like that you hear on the other podcast. <laughs> so here I am. I'm back to the chagrin of none. All right. Well, if, you've, if you just happen to have like a lazy Facebook page with 20,000 subscribers, feel free to share it to that too. But anyway. I do on occasion. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. No, he's carrying here. Um, what's going on? I may as well get into it. Absolutely. Rugby league. Uh semi final time. We've got we've got the um <laughs> a mob a mob has ascended from somewhere <laughs> from the car park. In the Gregum's <laughs> hotel car park. It seems like a junior tonight. soccer team or something. <laughs> All right, cool. Um so there's some rain around tomorrow. I think the boys at the table were saying it's much worse than I read. I thought I read only sort of about five mil, but they seem to think the world's ending. So I assume the truth <laughs> lays somewhere in between. Um, realistically, I'm thinking as Barney pulls up his weather app, thinking uh, Penrith might have the worst. The rest of the, the rest of the weekend should be pretty rain-free. We kick off Friday night with uh, Penrith hosting Parramatta Eels, ten to eight at Blue Bet Stadium. Uh, we'll go back to the old, the original style of uh, teams. So they welcome everyone back. Penrith, Edwards, May, Tango, Crichton, Tuo, Luai. Cleary, Leota starting, Coruscant, Fisher-Harris, Kikau, Martin, Yo, the benches, Kenna, uh, Kenny, Sorensen, Lenu, and Yaman Semen gets to keep his bench top there. Sorry, what was it? Yaman. 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 Newfella. Yaman. Is that what Ricky Short calls him? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've that's gone the through first, this. That's, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the first one on the spreadsheet. Or you actually GT? Big shout out. Uh, Parramatta, Gutho, Sivo. Penasini, Opachik, Blake, Brown, Moses, RCG, Marnie, Paulo, Lane, Papa E, Madison starts, Makatara on the bench, Arthur Kafusi near Kore is there 17. Barney. Uh, Apparently it looks like there should be, should, um, there's going to be some solid showers between about 8.30 tonight up until about 4 or 5 o'clock tomorrow afternoon mm. and then should be clearing by the time the game starts. But. But a wet, a wet blue bet. Yes, I guess we've absolutely. got. Uh, who does that favour, and who are you? What's your analysis? Should we pick out a few key matchups? As we, we might just give a general overview from each of us, and then just touch on a few matchups. I think a heavy track probably um, goes into Parramatta's favour. To be honest, um, just it tightens up the um, 
the ball playing a little bit. And um, I should also mention I did some got, research. Sorry, I'm going to cut you off here. The no, two times they've yeah. met this year. Uh, Parramatta has won both 24-20 in round nine and obviously recently 34-10 to uh, was the most recent meeting there, ending the streak at Bluebet. Now you can go back to it. I just wanted to wave my dick around a bit. Yeah, nice. <laughs> first, first time for everything, eh? <laughs> um, the only reason I'd say, like, obviously Penrith's game is that grit and grind in the middle of the field, but I think obviously with your 13 blokes um, having a rest the week before, they may just be coming back that little bit rusty and, you know, you may, may find a few heavy legs towards the back end of the game depending on what kind of training load they've had um, coming into this one. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm really interested in this match. As you've mentioned, the Parramatta have, have um, been a, really the only team to be able to upset Penrith twice this year. Um, and they've, they've got a game plan that will, that will give Penrith plenty of trouble. I expect um, Parramatta to start really quickly in this game and I think... The, the whole thing will come down to um, how much damage Parramatta can do in the early part of this game because Penrith may, as I said, be missing that step, um, may miss the jump a little bit considering that they had a lot, their entire team rested last week. And if Parramatta can put 16 or 20 on them and make them chase in that first half an hour, then um, Penrith will be doing a real tough job to claw that back. But uh, Still wouldn't surprise me if Penrith just come out and slip straight back into gear and keep it nice and close and run away with it at the back end of the game. But are we going to just continue on and do a tip uh, at the end? Yeah, yeah we'll, do our, we'll get our final word at the end of each game. Yeah, well, I feel like it, the rain obviously helps my prediction as well, but I am tipping sort of a low-scoring close encounter and I do probably just give the edge to Parramatta in this one, but for the, the same reasons we've been hearing all week, just because Penrith might be a little bit... Rusty coming back. I feel like Penrith will still be in the game, but sort of not really look like winning it. But not too dissimilar to when they versed the first time this year. Um, where I think Parramatta, once they got in front for that last 20 minutes or so, I think they, they sort of looked the more likely team. Um, but then again, as Barney said, uh, with all this talk, there is just the chance that Penrith just do come back fit and firing and that it's been a positive um, that they've had this break and that they're able to just come back and win. And I think that is a possibility. But I, I would be edging more towards Parramatta, even with the, the form that they've just shown in recent weeks. Um, obviously, as well, I think if it, if it is going to be a wet game, maybe you do favour your forwards a bit more in the middle, sort of protecting that ball instead of throwing the ball around as much as you'd think. And I think this year, in terms of game on game, the most impressive forward pack overall throughout the season, I still think, has been Parramatta's forward pack. So if, they, if they're if they on, even up against Penrith's great forward pack too, uh, I think they can get the edge and I think they can just get it done. Look, my narrative has been uh, when, Cleary, uh, when Cleary got suspended, my narrative was you can't go into a final um, first up six Missing weeks six off. Weeks, yeah. um, so there's two ways. You, you either assume Cleary's trained his ass off and worked just as hard and... Um, been doing full, full contact and maybe more to uh, to be ready for this. Yeah, but I'm still saying they've rested. They're now two weeks fresh. Luai, one game in six weeks. Clary, one game in six weeks. Uh, Fisher-Harris, one game in about a month. Uh, they, I just think the rust has to be there. And I, But I, I think we'll know early. I think if Cleary's first mm. kick goes out in the full or uh, whatever, then it'll set the tone. If it's pinpoint, he kicks a 40-20 to start the game, then... Nervous times. Uh, and I think Parra will think that way. I think I've said it all, all year, Parramatta. The, the way to beat Penrith is to pull their pants down. You've got to get on top, get an 8, 12, 
16-point lead and then make them chase, and that takes them out of their comfort zone. If Parramatta do that, which they're capable of, that's how they win this game. And they've, they've, they know that well. They'll, they'll come out fit and firing and just be trying to really bulldoze through and attack those edges, especially those younger players who have been exposed, quite frankly, in the last last month. Your tangos and, and Mays of the world have been, uh, you know, attacked in the last month and, and provided points. So that sets a template there. And I can see if they do do that, then especially if it's wet and slippery, uh, that, that foundation being too much for Penrith to um, to chase to, to pull back, but not just I, I'm not yet saying they can't win the comp, but that it could be a, a first round loss, and then flip sides of the draw, and Penrith may well meet them again down the road. But uh, very interesting times. Any key matchups, Barney? You thought you might touch on, or well, obviously the front row is a massive one. Um, you, I think um, you probably. Looking at James Fisher-Harris here to take a big... Um, he's probably going to have to take on both of them realistically and um, with just through physical aggression and um, take on Campbell Gillard and Paulo early. Um, the Oda does a fantastic job. Both teams seem to lose a little bit when their front rowers are rotated um, well, during the game. Who's missing from Penrith? Dumb quick eyes on who. This feels like the weakest bench Penrith has produced in a big game for a while. Like... Not necessarily knock on Sorensen or Lenu, but what's Kenny and Salmon actually bringing to the table here? Again, it's Makatawa, Kafusi, and Neokore. Yeah, Kenny, Kenny's an interesting one for me, especially with the matchups of, um, you know, Parramatta generally uh, build their game through the middle of the field. So I was surprised to see Mitch Kenny named, to be honest. I thought they may have um, brought in another bigger body to play through the middle and someone like your Eisenhuth mm. or um, even Jermaine Hopgood, who played a really good game for the reserve grade team that they put out there last week. But. Um, yeah, it probably is, but I don't think Parramatta win that matchup on the benches um, either, to be honest, because uh, you, you throw in Jake Arthur and yeah. um, Neokore's a bit hit and miss, so is Makatoa. Um, Kafusi is a really strong ball runner, but he has a couple of issues in defence as well. So I'd probably actually give, even as um, Penrith does seem to have a little bit weaker bench than they've put out in... Uh, previous games, I still probably give them the edge with the the rotation uh, coming off the bench. And outside backs, the like I said, I feel like Penrith's outside your centres have been a little bit more exposed lately defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, and you obviously can say the same about Parramatta. So, uh, in the particularly if it's sort of a greasy conditions, who are you leaning to there? Does Sivo hold the key in a way? I I think Penrith will benefit, obviously, from what they do with their back five coming out of their own end of the field. Um, they, they generally get really, really big metres from their outside backs and quick play the balls as well, which helps, uh, obviously, the ruck speed and then the forwards getting on the front foot. The I think there will be a concerted effort to turn Sivo around. Uh, balls along the ground, getting him going back into his in goal, which um, probably does favour Penrith with a bit of speed there. If they can... If they can pin him down in his own end and make him take the first hit up or even force dropouts by having him turned around. Trying to be going through under him. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I think, and um, I actually think Penrith will play, if, uh, especially if it's wet, they'll play a little bit. Uh, they won't play as expansive. They'll shorten up their passing and they'll be have your direct runners in your kick hours, Tago and things like that, running more direct at players and trying to sort of um, draw and pass rather than trying to beat them on the outside. Or is this where Yo becomes the gold? He becomes Kick the, yeah. Well, Yo becomes that extra middle Absolutely. player. Yeah. Yeah. Any dad? Well, for me, at least my key matchups the two hookers. 
I think, honestly, especially, I think it's sort of, is it more of an advantage probably to read Marnie with a bit of a wet track? I think as well. I think his defence will be key. Obviously, Appy can do the same, and I feel like if Appy can match Marnie, it, uh, the game might come down to the performance of the two hookers. I think um, Appy probably just adds a little bit more in the way of um, obviously running out of dummy half. He's a much more explosive runner out of dummy half, and if you can get the... The marker's not square in a greasy pitch. He could cause some problems through the middle mm. of the field. And he does seem to be... He just seems to sniff out a try a fraction better than what well, Reid does. But especially, like I said, greasy field, interchange front rowers, 10 minutes either side of half time becomes appy time in this game. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, for, we thanks for your support each other? my analysis. How about yourself, mate? You got anyone that stands no, out? No, you've covered it. Really oh, well, the other big one is... The halves, well, is obviously. The, the halves... Halves and the fullbacks. Mm. Um, you can go either way there. Um, so we've named pretty much big, everybody. We've covered <laughs> the field, but they, they match off pretty well. It's um, I was going to raise... Um, Kicking game will the, be a big the, one, especially if it's wet. This is a big game. for but Moses probably has the biggest boot in the game. Mm-hmm. And Cleary's probably got the most pinpoint boot. And the other two True. are running 5-8. So mm-hmm. very interesting. Um, we've seen Brown at times, especially in grease conditions, his strength... Yeah, in addition to his footwork, is tremendous. Yeah. Um, uh, but then the other one we'll touch on is you got two fullbacks here that one's going to run 300 metres, one's going to be the third half. Mm-hmm. Um, both are going to be very heavily involved and, um, you know, strong aid to be made for Edwards' fullback of the year when we sit and think about it all. Uh, I, I don't think he'll get it by in a Dally M point of view by any means, but he'll be up there. He'll actually yeah. give Teddy a run for his money. Um, and in those conditions... Um, Hopefully we see no yips and we see the best of both. So exciting times. Um, final word, Ollie. You may have the first crack here. All righty. I'm going to say Parramatta, 1-12. to 12. I'll say first try scorer. I will go, I'll actually go Clint Gutherson just for a bit of a piss take at the start. Score in front of 15,000 Panda fans doing the Gutherino. And I'll say man of the match, though, Reed Marnie. We, we, I don't think we've even seen a Gutherino this year, have we? Okay. Against the Tigers. <laughs> I remember against the Tigers and they it was lost. A, it was a, yeah, it was a Tigers <laughs> but, but one. But since then? But was it this year we saw the one where the, we saw the yeah, Titans? Was Sammy. Sammy did it. Over. Yeah, Sammy, Sammy did it to him. But then that game where the Tigers won, I remember Gutho scoring. Parrot was still losing and did the Gutherino and they went on to lose anyway. Did we only see one at Magic Round? I can't remember. I feel like... Oh, I'm not sure. I can't remember now. Oh, he'd 100% have to do it if he got the first try in this one, though. I'm agreeing with you. I'm going power one to twelve. I think they're hot. I think they've uh, they've they're just smoking at the moment. I think they're in a really they've managed to get everything right. Uh, they are Parramatta, so there's always a caveat when you tip Parramatta. Hey, uh, it, it would be such a Parramatta thing to beat Penrith twice in the regular season, beat Melbourne twice in the regular yeah. season, then lose to Penrith and lose to Melbourne on their way out. I'm, st- just... I'm sticking to my narrative that I've had for six weeks that losing Cleary was not good, injuries haven't helped, and. They'll need this game to get everything back into the clockwork. They rely on sort of clockwork, and I don't think this is a clockwork game. Uh, I'm going to go man of the match with uh, Sean Lane. We haven't mentioned him, but those edges I've mentioned twice. Uh, he will hit one of those holes, and he'll score a try or two there. If not, he'll correct some havoc and have um, Gutho just sniffing around, looking very good through there. And um, first try scorer, uh, let's just go all in. Parramatta, Sivo just bulldozing. Get enough space. Uh, realistically, Taylor May's in the game here with Wacker Blake just wandering around looking slightly wackered at times. But um, <laughs> excited, excited for this game because um, there'll be plenty to talk about. Barn. 
Yeah, the more we've spoken about it, I've been I've been all geared up to tip Parramatta all week, to be honest. And um, just today, I've convinced myself that I'm going to go the other way. Um, no. I'm going to go with Penrith 1-12. to I think Yo and Edwards definitely look like they needed a rest in the last couple of games that they played before this week uh, when they had when they did have their rest. And I think that rest will be uh, very important for both of those players and you're going to see them both very heavily involved. And I think Yo will be man of the match, um, as you mentioned, just being that playing that third half or even sometimes first distributor and making sure that the ball gets where it needs to go. Uh, and I think you're going to see something like a kick-out offload pulling in the centre and maybe even the winger that defends 20 metres off his wing and um, you have Isaac Tango to score the first try. Awesome. Looking forward to it. 5.40 on Saturday evening. Uh, our good friend Dino will be celebrating his birthday but also watching this, the uh, Raiders in action against the Storm. Last time the two teams met, round five, Storm 30-16. to 16, And in round 18, Canberra got the uh, win over the Storm 20 to 16 there. Yeah, they've won something like the last four games. Their record down sensational, in yeah. 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 Unusual. Uh, Nick Nee named at fullback. I imagine he probably won't spend a lot of time there. No, Faluma, who was uh, photographed in a, did you see that? Photographed in a <laughs> storm shirt saying, earn not given. Uh, so yes. well done, Nofa. <laughs> Seve, Olam, Coates, Munster, Hughes, Bromwich, Grant, Nelson, Kafusi, Bromwich, King. The bench is Smith, Kamakameka, Luero, uh, and Lewis. Canberra, Savage, Kotrick, who's gone back to Kotrick, apparently, officially. Good on him. Yes. What a, what a fun time names are these <laughs> days. Tomoko, Chris, Rapana, Whiten, Fogarty, uh, Papaihi, Wolford, Tapane, Young, Whitehead, Elliot, Starling uh, starts the bench with Gula, Horsburgh, and uh, Harawira, Naira. Barney. I can see a very tough physical game for a large majority of this one. Um, you know what Canberra's going to do. They're going to try and drag them down into that rough and tumble stuff in the middle of the field. Um, Melbourne's best option is to, yeah, go play that game for 10 and 15 minute spurts, but then they've got a, lot, a hell of a lot more creativity in this side than um, Canberra does. And I just think there's, there's too many points in this Melbourne side, so to be honest. One seven in the last eight. Is that luck of the draw, <laughs> fluke, season over, well, or they're playing good footy? Canberra, yeah. no, they've, they've, oh, they've Canberra, def sorry, Canberra. definitely improved on what they were pr producing. Um, you've still, apart from obviously the last week where they just put the Tigers away, who three quarters of the team just weren't interested, to be honest. Um, you haven't seen them pull. I haven't seen them pull defences apart enough for mine, to be honest. Yeah, they've got some really good, strong outside backs and um, a really good forward pack, but I just don't see the ball playing out of this Canberra side to get the probably 18 to 20 points that I think they're going to need to beat Melbourne. So. Yeah. Well, I find it really strange because, honestly, looking at both sides from one to five, you probably give Canberra the edge. You look at the forward pack, and whilst overall I think Melbourne's got a better forward pack, Canberra's, Canberra's standouts. What, one Melbourne's forward? You, you say Melbourne's better than... I said Canberra's better. The back five? At least even. Okay. I don't know. I just look at it. I think there's a bit more... More strike out of him. I think Olin's probably Melbourne's main point. We know how inconsistent, how poor Melbourne's one to five can be at times, but I'm more looking at the forwards as well because overall Melbourne's forward pack, I'd say, has probably had been a bit more prominent this season. But whilst that's been the case, I'd say Canberra's best have come from their forwards, obviously, Joe Tarpany, Josh Papley, Hudson Young as well. 
So I'm still going to go with Melbourne. I, I can't see Canberra winning, but there are areas where if things go a certain way, I think Canberra can win this game. But yeah. I feel like it comes back to the spine. I think right. Canberra and can dominate the middle of the field, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. But but I feel like Melbourne, and it'll be through Munster and Harry Grant, to be honest, I feel like putting on a masterclass as they have and sort of being able to overcome all of that and getting Canberra on the back foot early. Uh, if they can get Canberra on the back foot early, then I think it's early doors in this one. I feel like Melbourne may win by a fair bit. But I'm going to say Melbourne... 13 plus. I'm not going to say it's an absolute space job or anything, but Melbourne to get the job done. Cameron Munster, man of the match. First try scorer, I will go Justin Ollum. Yeah, just to play devil's advocate, for Canberra to win this game, it needs to be a wrestle, and they can win this wrestle. I think, and I think they know that. They know they've got to get into it. I think the Bromwiches have been largely underwhelming for a couple of months now, uh, and Nelson's carried this pack almost on his own for a big chunk of the last six weeks. Kafusi starting and back and fit begin. But that means that if if the Canberra Fords, the props fire here, they will um they can set a lovely platform uh, for Canberra to win. If Canberra gonna win it's gonna be sixteen ten or something. It's gonna be a bludger of a game. Realist uh, Adam Elliott, young Tarpane puppy uh, could all be tremendous. Um and when we talk matchups here to touch on them, that's what you you're looking at. You're young against your Kafusis and uh, even Josh King. Uh, against Elliot is an interesting matchup, which in both cases there's a strong argument in recent form to make for Canberra. Yeah, and the f- the and Elliot's probably got that little bit more, um, you know, explosive power than Josh King. Mm. But you know, King's going to work his backside out. So. And I'm giving, um, I'm actually giving Canberra the the tick in the front row matchup there, um, probably convincingly. Uh, halves are interesting. Uh, a few months is going to play float in and out and, and be where he needs to be, so yeah. they they win that one and. Look, I'm not quite giving it as a 10-8 round to the back five, but I know what you're saying, Ollie, in terms of that. But uh, at their best, your Coates and Nofalumas and Ollams, to me, still have um, the Canberra back five covered, not necessarily defensively, and, and their effort has counted in the last few weeks, Canberra. So that all being said, um, to put a to put a bow on it from my point of view, I am it just doesn't compute Melbourne losing going out first week of the finals, yeah. so I'm going to go 1-12 to Melbourne. Uh, and more spark is a keen. Jerome Hughes is a massive in. So, yeah, Jerome um, Hughes sense is... of calmness means more franticness from Cam and and Grant. And I can see this being a, I see this being maybe a late blowout. But I'm going to go Melbourne one to twelve. First try scorer. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Harry. Uh, maybe just burrowing through there. Maybe fifteen minutes in. And man of the match. Uh, well, there's two to choose from. It's only be Munster or Harry. I think by the time we get this time next week. But I, I, I. I Really, the, the, maybe it's the chaos agent in me. Really wanted to tip Canberra here, but um, we'll see what happens, Bar. Yeah, me too, mate. I was, I've really had a real long, hard look at this game, and I do think Canberra will pose problems for Melbourne for some significant time in this game. But I, The irony I, is if Canberra had have probably ended up against nearly anyone else, I probably wouldn't have even given it two thoughts, but mm. they seem to match up really well against Melbourne. As their record suggests. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, as, as I mentioned previously, I think there's just a, a, a fraction more strike in um, in and around the halves. I expect as soon as one of the front rowers from Canberra to go off, you'll see um, Cheese, if he doesn't start, will be injected and you'll get that one-two punch with Cheese off the short ball to Harry and then Harry getting out of dummy half and running and getting in and behind Canberra's ruck, which will cause a lot of disruptions there and then Hughes and Munster play off the back of that. 
I can see the first try coming off a Jerome Hughes uh, cross kick to Xavier Coates. Um, climbing over the top of Kotrick there to score the first try. Um, and I really want to tip Jerome Hughes to be man of the match, to be honest. Yeah. I think he just adds that calmness. I think you'll see him produce a couple of forced dropouts and possibly they, they love that little grubber for Munster to score and the, a cross kick for someone else to score. He may even run one in himself because you know how good his, his footwork is. And score, I would can, put man on him scoring a try in this game. He can get in, will, inside right. his opposition Tick half against and the larger, run the larger through and score pack. a try. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go Melbourne 1-12 to 12 just because I think Canberra will hold them for long enough um, to keep the scores of eight, 8 or 10 points to Melbourne. And Jerome Hughes' first try, uh, man of the match, and Xavier Coates' first try. Lovely. Saturday night's main event, 10-8. to 8. The Sharks hosting the Cowboys at a sold-out Shark Park. Now, for the Sharks, Kennedy, when was the last time we saw him? A while ago. A month ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kennedy, Tracy, Ramian, Talakai, Molitano, Moylan, Hines, Rudolph, Braley, Hunt, Nakora, Graham, Fanukan. The bench is Wilton, McGuinness, Helman, Welly, and Fafita. For the Cowboys, <coughs> Drinkwater, back to the one, Felt, Holmes, Hiku. Tualangi, Dearden, Townsend, McLean, Robson, Cotter starts at 10. Leilua, Nanai, Tamalolo, Benches, Hammer, Gilbert, Hess and Griffin. Neem, Barn, how are you feeling heading into a top four final? A little nervous, to be honest, obviously. Um, you know the matchups. The you know the guys from the Cowboys that are going to be coming, it's going to be Drinkwater, Holmes and Tualangi and the outside backs that are going to be causing problems. Um, Townsend and Dearden have struck up a real good combination to, you know, play consistent um, consistent field position. And they've, you know, I don't think either of them have really put in a poor game for the most of the majority of the season. Uh, their pack's good enough if they all turn up to, to challenge most packs in the comp. And you've got Ruben, uh, you've got Reese Robson who's been carving it up out of, out of dummy half. Um, so there's definitely threat, a lot of threats coming out of this Cowboys team for, for points. I just think that, um, obviously, I'm going to tip Sharks. I'm a Sharks fan. I just think the Sharks may have a fraction more physicality in the middle of the field than you'll get out of, um, than you'll get out of the Cowboys. And it may not even be a physicality factor. I think they can just last that little bit longer through the middle of the field. And the Cowboys' defence, while it was brilliant early in the year, the last probably six weeks, it has it's faded compared to what it was what it was earlier in the year. And the Sharks have backed their defence for the majority of the year. There's been large parts of games where they've played poorly, and the defence has got them through. So, I think that um, if they can keep the Cowboys under sort of two or three under three tries, they they've got enough points in their outside backs to to match the Cowboys and probably scrape home by four or six points. But yeah, there's some, there's some really good matchups in this game. Um, the front row, I think, is going to be pivotal again. Um, Ruben Cotter, you know, he'll work all day. And Jordan McLean, whilst his form was really good going into Origin and uh, his in injury after he got selected, he hasn't seemed to have come back the same. Um, he has moments where he's quite good. Uh, it'd be interesting to see where Rudolph comes back in and how he's gone from his four- to five-week layoff, I think he's had. Um, but I think that he's a big in, to be honest, if he is close to 100% fit. And Royce Hunt and Ueli have been really good uh, in recent weeks with uh, ball in hand being physical uh, with their ball running through the middle of the field. So, yes, um, 
Nico's got to be a lot better than he has in the last mm. three weeks or so um, to to produce some points here. And the uh, the centre matchups are interesting as well. I really um, I really like what Ramian does, although he's got a couple of missed tackles in him. And um, I've re- I've been saying it for about six weeks now. They need to get Talakai some early ball in attacking position because they just haven't been doing it. But there's not even intention to do so either. Yeah, I know. But I did say the same about um, Nakora about a month ago, and they've got started to go there, which has borne some fruit. So hopefully they get back to Talakai at some point during this game. But and lo- oh, just for the record, last time they met in round 18, 26 to 12, Sharks won. That would have been on the back of Origin. Um, pretty sure. Yeah, a few Cowboys plays out. Yeah. Yeah. And that one, and, and even in that game, there was that call where Jason Talmalolo probably should have scored that try. That would have That's right. put That's the Cowboys right. in front. It was still a really close game. And despite that, you'd think off of that, you'd probably go with the Cowboys. But I still think Cronulla probably get it done. A, a lot of it is sort of the home advantage. I feel like these two teams are actually very close and similar in the sense that they, they, they can switch of off. Well. Yeah, and, and they can switch off for those periods in game so it is hard to pick but I, I just think look with the home advantage and also the way that overall this year I think your players such as Nico Hines has played I think Will Kennedy coming back is a big plus for Cronulla it definitely helps well. um, getting the ball to the outside backs that's for sure yeah definitely so I think uh, I've got to go Cronulla 1-12 to 12 here um, I th- look I think it'll probably be something like a, like a 24-12 or, or something like that probably close for the majority of the game um I'm going to go first try scorer, Ronaldo Molotalo, and man of the match, it's got to be the man, Nico. Yeah, this they could play this game five times and it'll be 3-2, and that's mm-hmm. the way I, f- I sort of feel going into this. Uh, and the other one, you'd mentioned the homecoming of Townsend, so <laughs> interesting True. point to prove there. Yeah. Uh, do I think you'll prove a point? No, probably not. <laughs> but um, I that said, I've been on the petrol being empty thing for a month now about the Cowboys and it hasn't hit the gauge yet so uh, tricky tricky stuff I tossed and turned on this one I'm going to go with the Cowboys and I'm going to my justification is going to be that I think we'll still get that 10 minute shit period and I just feel like that might be a 12 point period and that'll be it in a game that's going to be 20 to 20 to 16 or 20 to 20 to 12 uh, Val will have something to do with both of those I think I'll give him out of the match he's red hot at the moment not that he had to beat much last week but He's just having a season of his as good a season as he's ever had, to, to be honest. Uh, and we'll be up for this. And I can just see, like I said, I just see, it just feels like there's more consistent points from the Cowboys. That said, it wouldn't if they got bashed at this game, as you've both talked about, that wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Uh, I'm going to go with first try scorer Nani walking over, probably with some flapping Moylan arms in the vicinity. <laughs> uh, yeah, given I think he's he's. Close to leading the comp for missed tackles and um, another concern through the middle there. But um, excited to watch it. I'm going to, yeah, 1 to 12 Cowboys uh, and I've covered off the rest. Any else you want to add to this? Barn, have you given your final work? No, I haven't. So I, I think the Sharks, as I mentioned, they'll get away with it 1 to 12, somewhere between 4 and 8 points. Um, I think the defence at the back end of the game will just be enough to repel uh, for what the Cowboys have to offer. They can, If they can. Uh, Shut down Drinkwater and Val. I think that'll be one of, one of their major focuses with um, Ramian and Nakora there trying to uh, put some extra pressure on them and getting out of the line and, and hurrying their ball playing. They may be able to shut down that edge a little bit, which is probably their main threat in attack for the Cowboys. 
I'm going to go McGuinness, man of the match. He's been tremendous the last six weeks or so, even coming off the bench. Finnegan may reduce his minutes by five or ten, but what he's been doing in defensively and ball in hand has been fantastic, and I think he will add. When, um, when you start swapping into your benches, I think he'll come out and you won't lose anything. You probably even actually gain something when he comes onto the field. So I think he'll be a, a big shift in this game. And... I'm going to go with Nakora, first try. He, he did it three times last week. They're making a point of going his way, and I think it'll probably be either him or Ramian that'll benefit from a short ball somewhere there to score. But I'm going to go Nakora. Yeah, you hit the nail. I should have mentioned McGuinness. He was the one I wanted to mention because he, he could be a game changer here once you get into that middle part, especially, again, if it's greasy around And once Shark he comes Park on, and... he's probably not going to go off, and you know yep. he's going to tackle all night. So Yeah. Sunday, 4 o'clock. So it's just, this is... It's so interesting this this game given what we saw last week. Yeah, I've changed my mind twenty seven times complete, today. <laughs> the complete um, difference here a day game uh, on hopefully a dry uh, track, but um, who knows how that even drains? I assume it's state of the art, so they spent enough money on it. Well, but then the same they, time. and then three big ins for the Souths with um, with Cook, Murray, and in uh, Campbell Graham all back, uh, who's maybe the forgotten third there. And a, and a couple of big outs. But for the Roosters, Tedesco, Tupo, we welcome back. Momorovsky, Hutchinson, the centre. Suwali, Suwali on the uh, on the wing. Uh, maybe both of them. Kiri, Walker, Hawira, uh, Jared's at front row with Verrills. Takiyo starting at prop. Crichton, Butcher, Radley named to start at 13. Big in. Watson, Butcher, Kieran, and Matt Lodger. Took a moment there because... In my head, Drew Hutchinson and Adam Kieran are the same person, so that was <laughs> right. distracting. But um, one's a better kicker. Latrell and apparently doesn't want to get booed here, so you can't wait for him to get absolutely booed off the paddock tomorrow <laughs> evening, um, which is great for the game. Like, you really should be embracing it, but that's a whole – we'll save that for the review show. Johnston, Tass, Graham, Milne, Walker, Ilias, Totola, Cook, Nichols, Colomatungi, Arrow, Murray. Nicarima, Sele, Burgess, Havili makes up the bench. Just as I said, just exciting game because I loved how South played last week. Uh, but those begins are such begins that it's it shuts down the middle, um, and they're obviously anticipating it by starting Lodge on the bench. Uh, and oh, and you know, at the end of the day, Verrill, they lost Verrills. They lost um, a couple of key players for a lot, a lot of the game last week. As well as did the um, the Roosters. I'm talking about. Yeah, Warrior Hargraves only played ten or fifteen yeah, minutes. Yeah, so they get in theory get them both back, and as you suggested, perhaps some ducks and drakes with all of that last week. Manu's a massive out, so take that into account. Um, key matchups. I guess we've got to start one and one, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mentioned it last week. I thought that Tedesco would end up being man of the match in that battle, and. Um, it was just his consistency again where he just continually peppers away and peppers away. But as you mentioned, I think the ins from South might, may negate that a little bit because he, he did make a lot, a lot of metres and tackle bus and stuff through the middle of the field. And when you add Cook and Murray back into the middle of your defence, it's going to change a lot of things, I would imagine. Um, Ollie, any thoughts on the fullback matchup? I think Latrell Ooh. will be jumping out of his skin, and I think he'll probably have a couple of really nice touches in this game. Well, if Latrell was there all year, it's probably the top two fullbacks in the game. It's at least the t top two form fullbacks in the game uh, going at each other in this one. Uh, other than that, though, it's 
it, it's probably your key matchups are probably more in the forwards because, to be honest, I think in the halves, the Roosters probably overall have the Rabbitohs covered, especially we've seen Luke Keary last week, especially I think really come back to form as well. There's, there is usually one, I won't say blowout, but one dominant performance in the first week of the finals each year. And to be honest, I think this might be it from the Roosters. Even with Joey Manu out, I just look at the two sides. The Roosters four pack are on fire at the moment. Um, and while you've got your Keons um, and your Tavita Totolos, I feel like they can overpower that. Um, it, it, even if those two, and it's the same as last week, even if those two blokes can have a big performance, the Roosters can still... Um, overpower the the South Ford pack overall. I, I feel like the halves as well was a big one. Cody Walker's been very poor for most of the season. Elias has been poor for probably, I'd say, about half of the season. A lot of it due to Cody Walker, I'd say. I feel like Kiri and Walker, while they're not perfect as a halves combination, I feel like they're currently in a better place than the other two. And Kiri really got back into form last week, I think, as well. And then other than that, J the James Tedesco show as well. I feel like the Roosters have still got plenty of cover. While you could argue Joey Manu's been their best player overall this year, um, they've still got that cover there and they've still got plenty to to beat South Sydney here. And I feel like it'll be, as I said, maybe not a blowout, but a pretty one-sided affair. I think they set the tempo last week. I think, um, like you said, if they're firming up the centre, you might see Teddy drifting that two pairs wider and sniffing around Angus, Angus Crichton. Mm -hmm. And he's just going to be running straight at... Um, Ilias all night, and Teddy might even bust through that bit wide. If he does, he, he, they can blow this game open. Uh, I, I just think all the Roosters are, are pretty much in form at the moment. I, I, I don't think any of their players are out of form. And we haven't, like, they get Suwali back. Talk about a physical game. They've now had three in a row. But they're the sort of back at this time of year. They, they, they're, they're, Robbo trains them for this moment to, to belt your way into this final. Um, Radley back in. I hope he's fit and healthy because he adds that physicality. Jared's had a freshen up. Um, right, he, you know, he spent last game getting a massage, so he's going to be ready to go <laughs> to try and bash Tatola out of this game. And um, just the importance of Lodge here is he, he'll be tremendous off the bench. He can come on and carry them through that middle, that middle third, and even an Egan Butcher going. coming off the bench oh, as well. Yeah, both the Butcher boys. Yeah. Um, exciting stuff. First try, Suwali. I think there's, I think the South defences, the South edge defence can still be exposed at times here. Um, I'm going to go with the same as last week. I'm just going to Luke Kiry man of the match. I don't see him having two or three involvements. Two are going to be Angus Crichton, either try assists or through a hole for key moments. And um, I think big game, ready to go. He's first final in a couple of years. I think he's just hitting form at the right time. It's almost like Robo can coach. <laughs> Ollie, final well, word. I'll, I'll say that. Done. Oh, you did too. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, you so. I, I didn't give my specifics though. I don't think. No, you didn't give, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, yeah. Any any other matchups you want to touch on? Well, not, not really. Other than than the forwards, to be honest. And when I do say the forwards, I, I largely do mean uh, Cam Murray's obviously someone you got to consider. But if you're talking about the past month, maybe Keon and uh, Totola though. But. It, to be honest, if the Roosters four-pack are even able to sort of contain those guys, and I think it's well and truly all over at Rover. So, so give us your... Yeah, well, I'll go Roosters 13-plus in a dominant performance. I will say man of the match, James Tedesco, but first try scorer, I'll say Campbell Graham. I think uh, the Roosters will start extremely well. As you've mentioned, they've got the advantage through the middle of the field just in the size and physicality. 
I think that may be negated a little bit just through the defensive efforts of Murray and Cook, as long as Murray can stay on the field for more than a minute and a half. But um, that help. I just think at the end of the day, the, the centres for me is the biggest worry for the Roosters. Uh, the defensive efforts out of Momorowski and um, Drew Hutchinson out there trying to defend in the centres against your big, strong players in Tass and Campbell Graham with footwork and speed, I think they're going to give them issues. Uh, off the back of you know Walker and Trell getting involved, drawing players and isolating them one-on-one up against someone like Campbell Graham and Tass, there's gonna, I think there's going to be a few issues so, there. So the big question that I've been asked all week, why haven't they pushed Suwali into the centres? Yeah, I'm not sure, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe just because of defensive structures. Obviously, Momorowski spent a lot, a majority of his year, uh, majority of his career as a centre. So he's probably got maybe a fraction better reading in defence than what Suwali does. And then you lose your um, your jumping on the wing as well, which you know. I I feel as though it's start of preseason next year, though. That that'll be the one. Big change, I think, at least yeah, off the he'll, bat. he'll be a strike centre by the time we're finished. And, may, yeah, obviously a fullback somewhere else maybe if he moves on. Otherwise, he may go to Union and play 15. But we'll see what happens there. Um, I just think I've noticed the Roosters have faded late in their last two games. And they've had two very physical encounters. And I can see this South Pack, why not, as big and physical being able to just motor on for that little bit longer, the likes of Arrow and Murray just continually attacking, uh, attacking and some offloads and obviously doing all that tackle work as well. Keon Kulamatangi is explosive and if you can get him one-on-one with uh, an offload and that kind of stuff, I just think Souths will come home at the back end of this game and put on a few more points than the Roosters. I think um, the loser of the game just before finals generally improves more than the team that won and I, I just see... I just see South catching him at the back end of the game. I, I've got, I'm tossing up between Murray and Latrell for man of the match, depending on what happens early. If Murray sets it up early and starts getting a few offloads for try assist, then I would go with him. But I think if it's going to end up at the back end of the game, it's going to be Latrell barging over a centre or, or possibly putting someone in for a try or both at the back end of the game just to get them that 10 points that they need. The Souths will win 1-12 to 12 with... The trail man of the match, but I am going to go Suwali to score first. I think the Roosters may kick out to an eight or ten point lead, and um, I think they may just. I think they're just running a little bit on empty at the back end of this game. So. Where's a Where's a pumpkin factor in this game? No, oh, you know where that is. <laughs> I don't know what you're looking at. Yeah, it's Walker and the trail getting all steamed up and losing their head. But um, I, I just think, as I mentioned, I just think there's. There's too many options. I don't think they'll lose their head because they know that they can keep going at these centres and in time they'll crack them. So. No, fair. fair. Um, good job, Barney. Thanks. We should do a footy podcast. Um, <laughs> disaster class. Disaster How did it finish class. up? What's the tail of the tape? Yeah, right. So I, I've managed back-to-back wins to finish off this oh. year, which was good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, gave, I gave you a, um, a leg up last week. Not being here, but yeah. So I um, ended up getting the, the Sharks, Cowboys, Raiders 13 plus at $4.50. Had $30 on that. And I've ended up with a positive $211.60 for the year. Oliver minus $137.50. Gump hasn't had a bet for about 10 weeks. And he's in minus 500. <laughs> and Adrian, after betting every week this year, has ended up with a minus $445 pot. Yeah, let's re- we'll be back to the drawing board next year, I suppose. Um, 
What else should we do at this time? We've got the frothy thing, but um, disaster class. That's it. No, no PCTC. Tipping's over. Well done, Jen. Jen. Yeah. coach is over, and um, we think everyone should check out rugbyleaguemerch.com. Did you want a quick rundown of the top five? And oh yeah, go through that. Did we do it the other day? No, we no, do it properly. We left that out. I've just got to find it. Here it is. So we had Jen Jen finishing on top of the competition overall and for the footy and frothies comp on 147 points. We had Beaver running second in the footy and frothies comp third overall on 144 points. Flobs running third in the footy and frothies comp and fifth overall on 141. Oliver finished fourth in the footy and frothies and uh, what's that? Sixth overall. Oh, sorry, eighth overall. On 140 points. We don't worry about that. Our good friend of the show, Gaz, finished fifth in the footy and frothies comp, which was 18th overall on 138 points. Now we get right down the ladder somewhere. <laughs> 30, out of six, uh, 30 out of 72 contestants was myself. Eighth in the footy and frothies comp on 134 points. And we scroll a fair way down again and we will find the Dagstar somewhere here. I know he's here somewhere. <laughs> Just looking. Uh, there he is. He's 45th overall, 11th in the footy and frothies comp on 129 points. Well. <laughs> Who did come last? Bag of Bones. Bag, bag of Bones. On 98 points. So I'm guessing he oh, didn't nice. tip for the last it wasn't five, right, yeah. five weeks. It wasn't or Mariah. So. Well done, Mariah. Uh, oh, no, she, Maz came last in the footy and frothies comp. Oh, but yeah, that was which is the only one that matters, of course. 61st, 61st overall on 118 points. Oh, yeah, there's plug PCTC, <laughs> as we've said every week. Check them out. for. Um, they've got NFL kicking off this uh, week. Absolutely NFL. everything. If Gaz you want to get not, in the tipping comp, <laughs> you can find the, one at Gaz, PCTC. come to the pub for the Christmas party. You need to get out, mate. I'm sure... If you're a badminton fan, now I'm not sure if there's any comp or anything, <laughs> but if there is, if you get enough go, interest, you'll go, put go, it go, on. Go, put the way you said that, I was like, "What's a good minton?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, badminton! I got you now. If you get seven uh, or eight players, you'll put a comp on for you. <laughs> good man, and uh, and great, fantastic competitions. We're already deep into spring, the spring racing. What's got you frothing, Ollie? What's got me frothing is. I know this is a bit of a cop-out, but the finals in general, because I don't think there's been a, a week this year where uh, probably majority of the games I've tipped 1-12, to 12, to be honest. Mm. And, like, every single game could probably go the other way that I'm predicting it to. And I don't think this year we've probably had four games where it's been like that, to be honest, throughout the whole season. So I'm, I'm honestly looking forward to a higher standard of football ac across a whole weekend Absolutely. and no fucking Titans versus Warriors games anymore <laughs> <laughs> until next year. Newcastle Tigers, yeah. Oh, mm. God. Dolphins versus whoever next year. Yeah. It, it, For me, it's the bookend of this weekend. Uh, the first game, Penrith Parramatta, and then the last game, Souths and the Roosters. I think you're going to see a very um, similar type of game from both games. You're going to see a really big physical confrontation early in the match. I think you'll see some really sublime touches of um, attacking football as well to, to bring up points just because it's so hard to unlock some of these teams in defence. So it's going to have to be pretty to make sure you, that you see some points happening. And you're going to see blokes absolutely out on their feet at the end of 80 minutes that have just worked and worked and worked themselves into the ground. So... I think those two, for me, are the standout games this weekend. Yeah, Sunday afternoon's got me frothing because it's the last Sunday game of the year and what a tremendous one to finish on. Oh, and the, putting the grand this game, final? Putting this game on a dry track is 
Oh, no, Sunday, yeah, shut up, Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> putting this game on, a sun, on an afternoon as well, in addition to everything else, is so interesting. It's, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and extra froth, the uh, little scoop on top is seeing Penrith out in straight sets. Can't oh. wait to see it. God, it'll make me happy. <laughs> um, anyway, anything else? No, not for me. All righty, good job. Um, enjoy the footy this week. It's a cracker. Um, check out Rugby League merch. Subscribe on all our socials, YouTube, Instagram, the Twitter, and uh, Facebook. Leave us some feedback. Get involved. Um, tell us we're all peanuts if we you really need to. Um, deservedly so. And, of course, subscribe. And we'll be back next week. We've got the review show at some point and then the preview of the uh, semi-final footies plus our award show next week, which uh, is exciting. Hopefully GT's up to scratch with that. And um, be safe, guys, and we'll talk very soon. Bye-bye. Good night.